This is episode 9 of Kicker and the Waterboy, and it's been a troubling week. This show avoids politics, but this is not a political issue. We were both saddened and disappointed to hear about the death of George Floyd. While we do not condone the looting and destruction that occurred in the aftermath, we stand together with those who protested peacefully and working to improve the relationship between races. We'd like to say thank you to the athletes who have used their platform to spread messages of unity over these past couple of days. We appreciate you using your status for good. With that being said, here we go. Hey all, welcome to episode 9. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you had a very enjoyable weekend. Mm -hmm. We hope you had a uh, great month of May because we're now in June. Happy National Iced Tea Month. Yay! Yeah, one of my favorite beverages, right up there with chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've had a, a newfound appreciation for iced tea after going to the University of South Carolina, so so it's good. I'm happy to celebrate it this month. Yeah, June also promises to be a big sports month, so let's jump right in with our big stories. The first one is uh, our weekly return to play portion. We'll get around the around the Bundesliga later, but we try to make our segments roughly equal in length. So here we go. So yeah, we're starting to get some uh, concrete dates on the return of Europe's top soccer leagues. Let's kick things off with the uh, English Premier League, which is planning to come back on June 17th and uh, be done by August 1st. They have nine matches left to be played, but uh, two teams have uh, a bonus match to fit in. Yeah, the standings right now are Liverpool, with uh, 82 points already, second place Man City with 57, Leicester with 53, Chelsea with 48, and Manchester United with 45. The first four teams go to the Champions League, but Manchester City has a two-year Champions League ban, so in that case, the fifth-place team would replace them if City's in the top four. I think it'd just be really crazy if... uh... Man City missed Champions League, and the team that got in in place of them was their like city rivals, Manchester United. I just <laughs> that would be really yeah, just crazy. But we'll have to see how that pans out. Yeah, for sure. Another uh, soccer league is the Italy's Serie A. They have a plan to return June twentieth. They have between eleven and twelve matches remaining right now. Mm-hmm. So, a brief look at the standings. Juventus is on top with 63 points. In second place is Lazio with 62. Uh, third place goes to Inter Milan with 54. And Atalanta, not Atlanta, which is uh, yeah how I read it in the uh, in the prep. Uh, they're, in, they're in fourth place. And again, these top four teams would qualify for the Champions League. Yeah, and uh, Juventus has won the Serie A title. Eight years in a row now, so um, and they're only ahead by one point, so it should be exciting coming mm-hmm. down the stretch there. Yeah, definitely. And the uh, final major European soccer league that we're getting definite dates on their return of is the Spanish La Liga. They are planning to come back on June 11th. Each team has 11 matches left to be played. And the standings right now are Barcelona on top with 58 points. Real Madrid with 56, Sevilla 47, Real Sociedad with 46, and Getafe also with 46. And much like the other major European leagues, the first, the highest four teams 
make it to the Champions League. The line between like third place and seventh place, I think, is only maybe three or four points. So that'll be really exciting to see how that concludes, which teams get Champions League berths, which teams go to the Europa League. So yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, and speaking of Champions League, they haven't, uh, nothing's been said yet as to when exactly they're coming back, but rumors suggest August, possibly an August 8th return. Um, when the coronavirus hit and Champions League play was stopped, we're halfway through the second leg of round of 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm sure we'll have more on this in the coming week as coming weeks as details become more certain. But with all this being said, which of these leagues do you think we should shift our attention to when the uh, Bundesliga ends play on June 27th? My first, I first want to say the Premier League. That was my like, first thought. But then I was like, you know, I feel like in America the Premier League is broadcast quite a bit. So I think it'd be cool to do maybe Italy's Serie A. Yeah. They seem to have a pretty close race. That'd be cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't really mind that. They're all pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll figure it out over the next couple of weeks. So there are two leagues in the United States that announced their plans to return this past Tuesday. The National Hockey League confirmed the plan that had been hinted at for a couple of weeks, which is a 24-team tournament in which the top four teams in each conference have a bye, and the remaining teams have to have a play-in round. Do you like that idea? I'm not opposed to it. Um, I think now's the time to experiment with new playoff ideas, and I think it's been a while since, or I don't know if NHL has ever done this before, so I'd like to see how it goes. I think it should be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's a... It's a good way as any of, you know, restarting the season. It'll be more playoff hockey, and I'm definitely in favor of that. Yeah, for sure. So which two hub cities are your favorite? Um, Let's see. So ones that jump out at me. One is uh, Las Vegas because they have, you know, a bunch of hotels, so that, that'd be perfect for the teams and stuff. They have a good arena and a very good practice rink, so that one kind of uh, jumps out at me. And then there's Toronto, which is obviously the, the hockey capital of the world. I don't know how uh, how cities in Canada have managed the coronavirus outbreak, but I think that could be a pretty good place for a uh, yeah for the season to continue. Plus, they have a uh, AHL affiliate in Toronto as well, so they can use their ice too. So there will be a 24-team playoff, but uh, that means seven team seasons are over, and they have been given the best odds for the draft lottery. So just as a general question, do you like the idea of a draft lottery, or do you like it better how the NFL does it by just inverting the standings? I kind of like the idea of a draft lottery. Mm -hmm. That way it's harder to just tank and be like, yeah, we're not going to win any of our games this season so we can get the first pick, you know? Um, so I support it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it, it definitely makes it more interesting to to follow down the stretch. Yeah, good to discourage tanking. And, and yeah, I, I like the idea of a lottery. Yeah, for sure. There's no timetable on all this, though, and it's possible that the season might not be resumed. What is the latest you see the postseason starting? I would say the latest I'd see it starting would be 
the beginning of August. Uh, the hockey postseason normally goes on for two months, but with this additional round, it'll probably be uh, two and a half months, and that would bring us to, I think, October, mid-October. Then it'd be a very brief offseason if, um, if the goal is to get started with the next season by December. So, see, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think um, if the league hasn't restarted by August 1st, we might just uh, scrap this season and just go all in on the next one. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you. I think that if they don't start by August, it might just be worth scrapping this season and preparing for the next so there is a league in the U.S. that has a solid plan to return, and that is the National Women's Soccer League. They have a nine-team, 25-game tournament that will begin later this month. Does that seem like a soon return to you? Not really, no. Um, I don't think it's that soon. If they would started maybe early this month, like this week or next, maybe, but... I think late June, that, that sounds like a pretty good time to return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, admittedly, like I've sort of lost track of the coronavirus stuff this week. It's It hasn't been the big story in the news. So I don't know if there have been you know improvements around the country or, or really what the current situation is. But yeah, um, I watched their, their draw today, and the commissioner made sure to mention that this is done with the guidance of health experts and and stuff like that. So so it's good that their plan is approved and stuff. So which matchup are you looking forward to the most? Um, I'm going to go with the opening day match of the NC Courage and the Portland Thorns. Um, it's going to be a finals rematch from 2018, I think. And both of these teams have perennially great squads. North Carolina's won the championship in back-to-back years, so... So I'm I'm excited, and I think that'll be a great way to kick this tournament off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, finals matchups, rematches, excuse me, and finals matchups are always pretty exciting. Um, mm-hmm. Both these are strong teams, and I think it'll generate a lot of interest early on. Yeah. Um, so for some teams, there are going to be seven games played over a one-month time span, and they're all played on a turf field. Does that kind of become a health issue here? Yeah, I think it would be. Um, I think that with turf, it's not as forgiving when you fall. Mm-hmm. You have turf burns and stuff. And also, when you put your cleat in and you know, you're making cuts and stuff, I think the cleat sometimes stays in the turf a little too long, and that's why there's sometimes knee injuries. I am a little concerned, but then again, they are professional athletes and no, they may just well be fine. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I've never played a game on a turf field, so I don't know how to, uh, yeah, how how that would affect things. But I do. I've heard that a uh, turf isn't the best for your overall like physical health. So, so um, which team do you think will win the tournament? Um, I'm gonna go with the back-to-back champs who represent my home state of the North Carolina mm-hmm. Courage. Uh, they didn't, you know, lose a ton of people in this off season. Uh, they still have all seven of their international players, I, I guess. Yeah, international team players. So, so I think they're going to be a solid squad to go for in this one. Yeah, 
I'm going to go with the Washington Spirit. They have talented players, and they're kind of the local team near me. And uh, I've watched a few of their games, and they're pretty good. I think they'll do well. So moving on to our next big story. The NFL has announced rule changes that have passed and failed. So, for instance, pass interference reviews are dead. How do you feel about that? I mean, it was sort of a foregone conclusion, I thought. Um, Last year's pass interference reviews, they were pretty bad. Um, (laughs) There were not many at all that were overturned, and the ones that were overturned, uh, honestly, probably shouldn't have been. Yeah, I I guess it's just time to move on. And, um, uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I'll just let you take it away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry. I mean, I do it too. But, yeah, I think it just took up a lot of time. It didn't really have any major impact on the game. So, you know, why not just scrap it? Yeah. So something that did kind of have a major impact on at least one game was taking consecutive dead ball penalties to take time off the clock. That's no longer going to be allowed. Do you like this? Hmm. It'll definitely change some end-of-game strategy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I like it. I mean, I think it's not super drastic, and it cuts down on downtime. So I support it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the game I was thinking of was um, the Patriots-Titans playoff game from this past year where Mike Vrabel took off um, about two and a half, maybe three minutes of game time before finally punting the ball. Um <laughs> I mean, I think yeah. it just kind of, you know, robbed us of a chance for Tom Brady to be a hero for the last time in New England to, you know, call, bring a uh, bring his team back or or not. But but I guess we won't know that now. So so I like this right. idea of yet yeah, changing that rule so that's no longer an option. Yeah, another uh, potential change is that the onside kick alternative of a fourth and fifteen was tabled for further discussion later. Do you think this is a good idea, and or how would you fix onside kicks? I think it's an interesting idea for sure, because onside kicks are currently impossible, except if you're an Atlantis kicker who somehow got like three in one game. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like the idea of an alternative. And um, fourth and 15, I'd, I'd say that's that's not a bad idea. But just since onside kicks are so rare, um, I'd be okay with making it something like a fourth and 20 or something along those lines where it's just more difficult for the, uh, for the team to, you know, run one of those. Yeah. I'm honestly fine with fourth and 15. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think it's a good distance. Maybe it's just me, but something about the jump from 15 to 20 no. seems a lot more difficult. That's fair. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd like to see it. I think the onside kick they have right now, just like you said, is almost impossible. So so what's a realistic rule change you'd want to see? Um, I'd want to fix overtime. I'm surprised that wasn't discussed <laughs> at all in this meeting. But So I'd make it like college overtime, where each team gets the ball on the other team's 25-yard line. How I'd do it in, uh, in the NFL was, you know, put the ball at the 40, and then both teams have the ball and they get a chance to score. 
Um, if the game is still tied, then they do the same thing. Uh, yeah, do the same thing, except the team who got the ball second gets the ball first. And then after the second overtime, if it's still tied, the game just ends in a tie. I've actually put, you know, a, maybe too much thought into this. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting if after a second overtime, so just ending a tie, just have it like, all right, going to kick 50-yard field goal. They both make it, then you do 55. And it's like a penalty kick shootout except field goals. Yeah, sort of. that'd be fun. I mean, the main reason that probably doesn't happen is just since there are only so many NFL games, but or like NFL That's games true. in a season, but I'd like to see that. I'd just like to see, you know, who can kick it from the farthest out. <laughs> yeah, and then if they get to, let's say, if they get to like 65 and they make it, maybe do extra points with non-kickers. Oh. That could be highly entertaining. That'd be great. I would love that. 